You woke? Time to get up. Hello and welcome to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast. My name is Alvin, your host. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to discuss the Ahmaud Aubrey case. And warning, there are some language and some graphic uh, things talked about in this particular conversation. So just warning you up front, this is, may not be the right time for your kids or if you're a person that could be easily insulted by what what is said. Moving on. Amon Aubrey. Uh, three men are currently on trial for the murder of Amon Aubrey. Aubrey, a black man, was pursued by three white men, Travis McMichael, his father Gregory McMichael, and their neighbor William Roddy Bryant. On February 23, 2020, Aubrey was running through the Satilla Shores neighborhood when the Michaels began chasing Aubrey after he had emerged from a house under construction. Authorities said that the Bryants joined in the chase that Brian joined in the chase and began filming a video of the incident from his car. Amon Aubrey was subsequently killed when the Michaels cornered him and the younger McMichaels decided to confront Amon Aubrey with his gun. Aubrey grabbed the gun and began tussling with Greg Michael, Greg McMichael for the weapon. The weapon fired hitting Aubrey the first time. A second shot went off off camera, a third shot hit Aubrey in the chest. In the video, you can see Aubrey running a few steps and falling to the ground. Police showed up soon after, and Michaels and Brian's gave their details of what happened. While all of this was going on, Brian was laying on the ground, dying, as no one was giving him CPR or any of those things. At the time of the incident, the county prosecutors decided not to pursue charges against the McMichaels in this incident. That was until footage of the incident was released to the public. After the public called for an investigation into Aubrey's death, that's when a scandal arose of a systematic cover-up by individuals in the justice system of what actually actual events were. So, at the time of the incident, uh, the attorney, you know, this was turned over to the prosecution prosecution for uh, uh, investigation and, and to decide what to do. So this is what ended up happening. Uh, first of all, once that video emerged, of course, the McMichaels were arrested and, and, and charged formally with a crime. But before all of that, there was a lot of cover up going on by the district attorney and other attorneys involved in this. Former district attorney Jackie Johnson was later indicted on connection with Ahmaud Arbery's case. According to CNN, Johnson, on the day of the shooting, prevented two Glen County police officers from exercising their duties by directing that Travis McMichael should not be placed under arrest contrary to the laws of, of state. The good order, peace, and dignity thereof, quote unquote. Johnson is also accused of violating her district attorney oath by showing favor, quote, and affection to great Greg Michael during the investigation, according to the indictment. The indictment additionally uh, states that Johnson sought the assistance of Wycross Judicial Circuit District Attorney George E. Barnwell, Barnhill, and after re recusing herself, allegedly recommended that Barnhill take over as prosecutor without disclosing she had sought his assistance about the case. 
Barnhill later recused himself from the case as well, citing his relationship with one of the defendants in the case. So, subsequently, as you can see here, there's a lot that, to, to, to dissect. Now, like I said, the McMichaels gave their details about what happened. Uh, some of those details are shady as they can be. Uh, because they were asked questions and these are the questions that we have to ask about the case because this is where I'm going with this Of course the trial is ongoing. We don't know what the outcome of the trial will be, but we do know a Few things about what was said and what was done So one of the things that has emerged of course is uh, Greg McMichael uh, the, uh, uh, Greg McMichael was the one who saw Amon Aubrey going into this house. He claims that you know, Amon Aubrey had went into the house on several occasions. There's actually video cameras inside the house or, or surveillance cameras inside the house. So it does show a black man going into the house several times that looks like Amon Aubrey. But he is not the only one that has gone into this house. Apparently there were a white couple, kids, several other people who have been going in and out of the house that was under construction. Why was Michael frequenting, frequenting this place? I don't know. But when he came through, he would stop at the house for a few minutes, keep going. He was there one night, in fact. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk about. Uh, when the police had went in the house to see and they found nobody in the house. So... We're talking about a major cover up here. We're talking about something that shows the systematic issues with our judiciary and our uh, police system in America. Here you have a prosecutor who had a friend in Greg McMichael, who was a formerly uh, an officer of the court. He was an investigator for the attorney's office, for the attorney general's office. Here she is keeping him from getting arrested and then subsequently recusing herself from the, from the case. And as they investigate, they find out that she was at fault for, for getting in the way of the prosecution. Now this Barnhill guy, he's recused himself. He's getting away and not getting in trouble either. But we're talking about several weeks before an arrest was actually made in the case until the video came out. It took the video coming out, even though the evidence was there already, it took the video coming out before an arrest was made in this case. Let me tell you how it looks oddly suspicious. It's three white men who killed one black man in the neighborhood because he was jogging through the neighborhood. It's like two miles away from his house, two miles away from his, his neighborhood. And here he is jogging through this neighborhood. These white men are pursuing him, pursuing him. And let me explain this too, because this comes into the details of what the police are saying about that. Greg McMichael is the one who said he saw Amon Aubrey at the house. He says he's seen him there on several occasions. He's not sure what he's up to and he doesn't know why he keeps coming to the house. So the police ask him a, a vital question, a very vital question that I understand as a person who used to be a store security person. Did you see Amon Aubrey take or steal anything from the house? And the answer was no, I did not but he could have stolen something earlier. He said he could have. Now, from my years as a store security person here in Alabama, the laws may be a little different, but they, according to what I've read, they aren't. You cannot pursue or arrest a person 
that you have not seen actually commit a crime. Let me say that again. If I do not have line of sight of seeing this person steal, take something from that store, I could not give an arrest as a citizen because it's only a citizen arrest. I'm not a real detective, I'm a store detective. So when he walks out that door, I'm making a citizen's arrest. That being said, I have to have certain things in place. I have to see him physically steal the material that's being stolen in order to arrest him. Greg McMichael nor Travis McMichael had either one of those in this pursuit of this person. Secondly, there are laws that's against you pursuing a fleeing person, even if they're fleeing from a felony, a felon case. There are laws that protect that person if he's fleeing. All of those were disobeyed in this case. There was no felony crime being committed. It may have been trespassing, but from what I see, it's several people. But here's the thing that keeps coming up. They're only worried about the black man that keeps going into the house when there are several people who have been going in the house over a period of time, children and adults, most of them white over a period of time. So then we come to the police and all the things that were going on. One of the saddest stories I heard from this case was one of the officers that spoke with Aubrey's mother told him that he, her son had been killed because he had been involved in a burglary. When he got on the stand, he said the exact opposite of that. You lied to the mother. You're, 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 you're an officer of the state telling a parent that their child is dead and you gave them a, a ball faced lie. Another thing about this, Greg McMichael was standing outside that house one night when he, I guess Ahmaud Aubrey was in the house, I don't know, but he was standing outside the house with his shotgun walking around the house, either Greg or Travis McMichael, one of the two, and the police were there. This should have been, should have been a suspicious situation because they were entering the house because somebody saw someone on camera in the house. You see this man out front with a gun walking around. And they told him, they said, well, did you tell him to leave? Did you tell him to put the gun away? He said, no. Now, if I'm a police officer, that man looks like a threat, but I, again, the man's white and he's in his neighborhood, so it's okay. Meanwhile, Ahmaud Aubrey's a threat because they were going in the building with the guns drawn. Again, there's a lot wrong with this case. Right now, they're only uh, going after the three men and Ms. Johnson for her involvement in the case. But I see a systematic failure with a lot of police officers who were involved who basically let things happen the way they happen. They asked the police officers at the scene, did you try to commit, did you try to uh, use CPR or any life-saving techniques? And they all said no. So this black man laid on the ground dying. An ominous word from Greg McMichaels was, yeah, I see him going in and out of the house. He's like a shady character going in and out of the house several times. I would have shot him. If I, if I had a shot at him, I would have shot him too. That's what he said. That's what he said. <laughs> Let's talk about Travis McMichael for a little while. So apparently somewhere during this uh, pursuit, Travis McMichael said, or after he shot Aubrey, and I quote, said, that fucking nigger. Okay, 
So, okay, you know, uh, white people like to say, oh, I said that in the heat of the moment. I, I said that in the heat of the moment. Here's the thing with Travis. Investigators looked into his history. He's used the, the N-word several times. He has an Instagram account where he's used it several times. He has possibly text messages and other places that on his cell phone where he's used the N-word several times. I don't know if they're currently on civil rights charges, but it looks like they need to be up on civil rights charges as well. This is a clear cut case of murder. And I don't mind saying it. Oh, well, they were just defending their neighborhood. They were defending and there are people who have given money to their defense. They built a whole account behind these people. A man who tra apparently Travis McMichael has a problem with people of color. They're niggers, right? Just because I use this word, this, they'll probably take down this video off of YouTube. They won't take it off my podcast. So you can always look it up there. That's at Spotify. That's Google. That's Apple. Thought Your World No Speed Limit Podcast is there. Also on iHeart and now on Amazon. Going to remind you of that right now. But like I said, I say the N-word, so they may take this down. But we got to be honest here. This is real. This is what this man said on the stand this is what the what the investigator said about this man on the stand and i'm sorry for the harsh word but this is what this man was saying on a regular basis and like i said they didn't pursue the couple that went in the house they didn't pursue the kids that went in the house they didn't pursue anybody else that went in the house they were only worried about amon aubrey the black man's going in the house because he looked like a really shady dude Right now, I'm looking at three men that are very shady. Thomas McMichael, Greg McMichael, and uh, William Bryant. They're on trial. And let's not talk about Let's talk about one other thing. Bryant's lawyer. He had the audacity, the gumption, in the middle of the trial to say, it's intimidating for black pastors to be in the church, in the uh, courtroom uh, with the family. Sure, I'm sure he had a problem with uh, Reverend Al Sharpton being there. He said that's most intimidating of all, but he says, I, I'm sure we, we need to remove these black pastors from the church. I, I, I mean, I'm sure she has one. We don't need to see any more black pastors. The trial is uh, the jury is predominantly white. I think there's one black person on the whole jury and they went with that. Now, now this is what the prosecutions, this is what the judge said. The judge says, I, I see a, a certain particular prejudice here, but we will go ahead with the trial, right? Now, here's the thing. And I'm bringing this up because th this is another video I did recently, the Cal Rittenhouse video. A jury is a very important thing because the defense only has to prove that they're not guilty. And once they've done that, there's no double jeopardy. That's the law. That's what it says in the constitution. You cannot go back and pursue charges, the same charges again. Now, if there's a mistrial and there's no decision made, then you can pursue those same charges again. But if a decision is made that this person is innocent, they are innocent. That's a burden that's on the prosecution. 
Meanwhile, if the defense is found guilty, they can get an appeal to get this overturned. So the ball's always in the court of the defense. Now, if you stack the court against the prosecution or against the defense, because they do that in black cases, they stack the court against the defense. Usually a black person doesn't really get a good trial because he's not going to get a lawyer that's going to help him much because he probably doesn't have enough money for a lawyer. So the state has appointed one that just wants to get this over with. Plead guilty. It'll be better for you if you just plead guilty, right? That's how the system works. Now, Travis McMichael and Greg McMichael and Brian Williams, they've got money. They're, they're people getting donations for their trial to make sure that they're taken care of, even though clearly there's a prejudice here. Clearly they have violated the law. You state that you are pursuing a man because he may have committed a crime, not because he has. And if you're basing it on that, it has to be based on the fact that this man's a black man going through your lily white neighborhood. That's the only thing I can see in this case. Now the trial's not over. And I see that the police had no problem lying to the parents. None whatsoever. The worst part about this is we're talking about a black, another black man, young black man, whose life has been cut short, never got an opportunity to find whatever pursuit he want in life. He's gone. He was jogging through a neighborhood and that gave them the right to kill him. And other people that say he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have went in that house. And so that gives them a right to kill him. He shouldn't have been there. Same thing I said about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. People don't realize what they're saying. They're saying, well, he was being pursued by these people in the situation where the cops were <laughs> literally pushing people down the street towards me, armed men with guns. Should any of the incidents we're talking about happen if certain circumstances weren't there, right? So you see this man running down the street, call the police, stop pursuing him. That would have been fine, but no, that's not what you do. You pursue him down the street, run him down, ask him what he's stolen, try to kill him, call him a nigger while he's laying on the ground dying. And apparently you like to call black people niggers all the time. That's what your problem is anyway. Then you got a racist lawyer on top of that, <laughs> that of course had the nerve when the reporter confronted him. You see what I say in court today? Hmm. You see, you see. I'm not claiming that all of the, the defense's attorneys are. There was a young lady sitting next to the attorney when he said it. You should have seen the look on her face when he said it. She was shocked by the words that came out of his mouth. There's a lot of racism to go around, but I do think the state of Georgia, black people, white people, conservatives, believe it or not, who decided that this case needed to be pursued. So let's not blame all of them, but there obviously is a serious problem with the system that needs to be fixed. Maybe when we look back at this, maybe there's, you know, the policemen did their job, they investigated the case on and so forth, but there's some other officers we may need to look at and see, what are you doing?
I don't mind talking about this case. So, in pursuit of time and interest, I'm going to end here. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about this case? Uh, if you please like, share, and subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to Thoughts Your Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Um, hit the bell notification so every time a new show comes up, which we will try to do twice a week, uh, you can hit it there. Now, if you can't catch it on YouTube, you can also catch us on Spotify. Uh, you can catch us on Apple, Google, or any other um, podcast and network service out there. We thank you, and you have a wonderful day. Peace.